And now, I'd like to show my love by making for you a Quebec pizza. What's that? Pop tart with the ketchup. She's good. Daniel Parmac, San Antonio, Texas. Hey, Doc, we better back up. We don't have enough roads to get up to 88. Roads? Well, we're going, we don't need roads. Ba-la-la-la. It's showtime. This is Old School at the Movies, episode 162 for Sunday, May 20th, 2018. Old School at the Movies is brought to you by the brand new TrendingTopicsNetwork.com. Check out some great shows like Wrestling Cheers, All Beer Inside, and Tim and Tom. Welcome back to Old School at the Movies, your one-stop shop for all your movie-related news. I'm your host, Mr. Old School. Before we get to the panel this week, let's get into the contact information. Oldschoolmovies.net is a site where you can listen, download, and subscribe to the podcast. If you want to get in touch with us directly, don't be shy. Oldschoolmovies2 at gmail.com. You can tweet us at oldmovies.net. That's oldmovies.net. So without further ado, let's get into our panel for this week. The regulars are Iron Man, Mr. Happy Set. If there's a need for a rescue mission, when the world is threatened... The world needs help. It calls on America. So I know who's asked to kick. Tread it. <laughs> Run from it. No? That's it? Oh, yeah, I got it. Dude, where's my car? Yeah, I got it. <laughs> where's your car, dude? Took me a second. I actually wasn't meaning that. I oh, was really? Okay. <laughs> leaving you with suspense because you always want me to finish it. So. Oh, finish me off. All right. Hey, Carp, what's up? Uh, I think you meant dread it, run from it. We've almost made $2 billion in three weeks. We're literally... Even though, even though some people said it would be a flop. Has it released in China yet? Yeah, 200 million opening weekend. Wow. Is that is that a record? Uh, it's close to it. Okay, cool. How much of that was pirated? <laughs> I'm guessing a lot, but still, they don't care. It's still money. I've already seen a... A cam version that someone uploaded to Facebook and someone sent it to me. Oh, jeez. Why even fucking waste your time with that? I was wrong. It is now the number one in China for all-time openings. Followed by Monster Hunt 2, The Fate of the Furious, Furious 7, and Avengers Age of Ultron. So Marvel has two movies in the top five. Say it right. China. 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 Interestingly enough, they're huge fans of the Fast and the Furious. Uh, yeah, well, it's because it's all like crazy over-the-top explosions and stuff. There you go. What movie was it? There was a movie that they didn't want to release in China uh, because they didn't find the actors were attractive enough to bring in the Chinese market. I forget oh, really? what it was, but I, I read it and I just started laughing. That's that's pretty funny. Was it like one of those, uh, they all sing in a, not musical, but what the fuck? Um... Are you talking Bollywood? No, not Bollywood. Uh, what was that one where they, they had the fat chick, Rebel Wilson, there that she was singing? Uh, the chick from pitch, Up in the Air? Pitch Perfect? Yeah, maybe it was that one. It was too many. Uh, like, I don't know. Easy, the rest easy. of them are pretty hot and Pitch Perfect. So Okay, maybe. I thought it was uh, that. Maybe they're not huge fans of Rebel Wilson. Maybe. Know. Okay, anyways, we'll try to decipher the Chinese market later. Our opening news, Deadpool 2 projected for a $350 million worldwide Opening the R-rated superhero sequel starring Ryan Reynolds and Josh Brolin, who's literally in everything now, 
is projected, to, and I added that, projected to open with 350, hold on a second. So what if dread it, run from it, whatever, and then fucking Cable comes in, and he's like, hold on, are we the same guy? Like, how would that work? Well, then it's a time cop thing where they touch and they mold into each other, and they never truly existed, which is why uh, Infinity War Part 2, that's how everybody comes back. Okay, so See, Thanos hey, and Cable hey, touch each other, yeah. and then everything just magically erase. It's like Time Cop. Is it kind of like the Carl Winslow in Die Hard meets the Carl Winslow in Ghostbusters, and the that's universe the explodes? Guy. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. So he meets no, but, himself. No, he can't meet himself because he keeps moving cities because fucked up shit keeps happening to him. <laughs> and then finally he settles in Chicago with Harriet. No, he after that he was a judge on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, the, yeah. <laughs> so he's then even he got demoted up again. So it's uh, it's the time cut situation. They touch, they become like a gross looking blob because JCVD like roundhouse kicks Cable into Thanos. Yeah, yeah. And then the Infinity Gauntlet never truly existed because of that. So no snap of the fingers, half the universe is okay. Imagine. Science was actually from Time Cop was literally the actual thing for time. Like for some reason, Van Dam got it right. You know, like everybody else got it wrong, but Van Dam's guys, his background scientist guys, got it right. Maybe you, you never, never know. know. You never know. So yeah, they're saying uh, around 130 to 150 million coming from the North American market, and with the other half, maybe 200 million even coming from the worldwide market. I think this is a reasonable number, reasonable estimation, especially with the success of the first one. The budgets stay low, which Reynolds has pushed. It just it's more gritty. Uh, Josh Brolin's a great villain, as we know, in Thanos, playing Thanos. So, like, th- this guy's going to bring it. They're all going to bring it. The viral marketing has also been fantastic for this movie. The only concern is it gets overshadowed by Avengers still. Heavy. Is there possibly going to be some dec- box office decline due to too much Avengers hype? Maybe people are just kind of all marveled out. I don't think so with, with Deadpool 2 because I feel like it being more adult... And there's actually a lot of good reviews coming out from it. A lot of people saying like how I've heard that it's all over the place in like a good way. Yeah. And yeah. I think a few reviews I've heard say it's better than the first one. So if if those get out like right now on the tomato meat on Rotten Tomatoes, they have it at 86 okay. percent. It's, it's been labeled certified fresh. So if you like that kind of thing, I mean, that's one thing to one way to look at it. But I know obviously they have a track record of maybe not being up to date but we're not being up to date but not being up to par to everybody else so we'll see no it's an interesting fact that you do mention that the audience will skew more adult obviously you're gonna have those diehard marvel fans that will go see it anyways but i'm curious if there's some people that would have not gone to see avengers that would specifically see deadpool because they like only adult type stuff or if it's just going to be a Marvel bleed over. Carp, what do you think? No, it's, uh, I mean, same but different audience. You're just going to get your adults who went to go see Infinity War, who, like, who have already seen it, are going to be like, okay, right. now it's time for a comedy. Yeah, and it's over the top. That's it. You know, Dark, over the Marvel. top, fourth, For brawl wake, fourth wall breaking Deadpool. Those people who've seen Infinity War three times. Yeah, uh, a couple of people on this panel. Um, actually, no. Carp, how many times have you seen it? Twice? Unfortunately, only once. Only once. Wow. Yeah. I don't have been, seen at least eight. Been busy. I'm at three, and I plan on a fourth before it goes out of theaters. I, I figured you were at least five. Okay. Well, I got to pay for it. Oh, that's <laughs> true. I can only watch one at a time, uh, one movie once, 
on movie pass they won't let me see it more than once the well, first time first time was imax 3d that was out of pocket yeah. second time was movie pass third time which i haven't talked about on here but at the cinemark movie theaters i've found out that the first showing of the day of every movie right is well especially if it's like early before noon it's cheap like it's just an right. automatic early bird price so that's where i've been seeing a handful of movies which uh if you go to group me i have two things that submitted for the show one being avengers related so this could be used as a translation i want to talk about something go for it carpa always talks about running into problems at movie theaters and trust me i I get the same thing too and this was probably one of the worst ones but it it left me a little conflicted now as of this recording it was a, a week ago this past saturday my girlfriend and i went to go see infinity war for the third time so i already know everything that happens it's just more of like catching all the easter eggs and like i didn't catch the Arrested Development Easter egg. I, I had heard about it, and when I actually seen it, I was like, "All right, cool." And there was a couple other like minor Easter eggs, like the old school Captain America uniform, like the comic book one, the one that had like all the scales on top, like that. You can vaguely see through Captain America's costume, but anyway, that's going to the route of Easter eggs. But so it was the first showing of the day, because like I said, that's how it was going to be cheaper. Something I didn't think of, because some of the other early showings we had seen lately were like ready player one and super trooper so two movies i'm not expecting many kids at so not thinking about it we buy the tickets there were a good amount of kids there like there was like a three directly behind us at least two or three and you know they did give it a different experience sometimes they would talk when they shouldn't which is a pet peeve of mine but it depends on when it is like sometimes it if if it's too much i think it's one it's kids not being a parent, but from what I've ex- experienced seeing, whether it be people I know or people I don't know, is that sometimes kids just don't know to shut up in movies. Yeah. If, if they add like a little comment, like literally at the beginning of the movie, like like this kid behind us asked twice, asked his dad, like, is that Thanos? Is that Thanos? Like he, he didn't understand. I'm like, okay. Like I was like, uh, a little annoying, but fine. Like it was always something small. And the parents were kind of like, you know, shh, like, quiet, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they, and I, they would talk to them really softly before I get into the, the part of the story that pisses me off uh there was two parts of the movie that were fucking hilarious with the kid behind us one was when groot and captain america see each other towards the end of the movie and you know they go you know obviously thor goes you know this or uh, this is my friend and, you know Groot goes i am groot and steve rogers goes i am steve rogers the kid right. behind us yeah, yeah. Like, in the little kid voice i am groot so that was funny uh even funnier earlier in the movie with the whole Thanos, Gamora, and Star-Lord scene where, like, oh, like, you know, this must be the boyfriend. And he's like, oh, I like to consider myself a long, uh, titan-killing booty call or something like that. <laughs> you just hear the kid behind us go, booty call. <laughs> that's great. Okay. But that's the funny part of the story. Now, a row or two behind them, there was a family that was at least two adults. I think they were both female and three kids. Now, these particular patrons were of, let's say, Wakandan descent. So, <laughs> okay, um, that's that's a pretty good PC way of saying. It. I'm going to start saying that now. I, I I told this to a friend of mine who uh, is a fellow truck driver, and we talk a lot. And he's he's black, so like I told him that, and he busted up laughing when I was like, "Yeah, I'm like they're from Wakandan descent." But anyway, um, so these kids go one step, two steps, three steps way farther than. I think any kid should do in a movie. Like it's okay to like get into the movie. Yes. If you, you, you have those little things where you're asking somebody something, that's fine. But like during the fight scenes, they were getting into it. And I mean, vocally get into like, yeah, yeah, I'll get them, get them. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, you're not at home. You are not 
fucking at home. Like if you're at home watching, you know, something and you want to get into it, that's fine. But you were in a movie theater and there were two people that complained. The first one, it's it's speculative that they actually went to complain. But we did have an usher come through the theater. Didn't really say anything to anybody. But, you know, shortly after the guy came back, you know, had the usher go through. Second time, there's a dude. He's pissed. Like he walks right by them and he's like, I'm getting sick of this. I'm getting you kicked out. Yeah. Because this looks like I said, a couple rows behind me. Yeah. So he goes to complain, comes back. I actually see him. He's like pointing at them. This is like opposite way of the theater. And so the usher's trying to be nice. Like he doesn't just go up to them immediately. Like he makes his way around slowly, like goes up to the front of the screen, you know, stands at a couple of the corners a little bit, then moves up a little farther, stands there for a little bit. And eventually he gets up to the woman. And he's like, I actually don't know what he says because he was polite and, you know, tried to whisper to the woman. Well, this. Wakandan princess <laughs> decides that she is going to raise her voice a little bit nice. and be like, well, I don't know this one. You just had one grown man complain. And like me and my girl, we both turn around like, bitch, don't think it's just your like this one person. Yeah. Sadly, they did not get kicked out. But the rest of the movie, they were quiet. Okay. And right in the middle of the credits, right as the lights come on. They booked it because that was the thing that pissed me yeah, off. Because like, everybody's going to look at them after. Here, here's my biggest thing. There are many horrible stereotypes in the world. And if you are African-American, black, whatever, don't be that fucking stereotype. That's the problem with this world. And on top of all that, I mean, granted, we're, we're the type of people that go to movies way more than most people. And Carpe, I know, is another one that, you know, we both preach about this. Learn how to act in the movie theater and... Teach your fucking children and learn when they can go to the movies and when they can't. That's the shit that pisses me off because you know how much you paid for your ticket? The same amount I paid for mine. And I don't want to deal with that bullshit. People come to movie theaters and they like, I think even like Harper said before too, they treat it like home. That's not right. They try to use the whole phrase like, well, I paid for my ticket, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So did I. So did the next person. So did everybody in this movie theater. Have some respect. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, it, it you know, regardless of color of skin, it just, just people being douchebags and not having yeah. respect. I think what uh, an interesting thing we could maybe discuss would be due to cultural sensitivities currently uh, in that region. So then we got to keep women out of cinemas too. I mean, uh, nothing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, but I mean, you know, like the thing is, in the states right now. You know, blacks are getting called called the cops on for having barbecues, for literally sitting at Starbucks. You know what I mean? Like they're getting it's uh, fucking ridiculous over the top. So I think, and I, I mean, I mean, not being there, whatever, I could be wrong, but I think there is a lot of cultural sensitivity currently because of that, and maybe the usher had to watch that and not be, you know, come at them too aggressive due to it. I, I don't know. It's a really, it's a really interesting time in the States, I'll say. And yeah. it, but it's frustrating for everybody too. It's, it's not like, it's not your fault. It's a, a, a mother not raising her kids properly and being respectful. That's what I ultimately. You know what? Out. You want your reparations? Uh, not in, oh, not in my cinema. Oh, not while I'm watching a movie. It's no, but yeah. Heavy's right. Like, don't live up to the stereotype. Oh, that's, yeah. No, uh, a guy I work with of Wakandan descent, <laughs> as I put it, um, I told him that. And he's like, oh, yeah, there's times I'll talk. I'm like, then if you ever go to a movie with me, you know, it's we're not going to be friends at this point anymore because I'm, I'm not cool with it. My nephew, I taught him at a young age. You shut your mouth when the movie's going on. Yeah. But, and, but I mean, they, you know, like they were they were completely empty threats when we were a kid. 
but I was like, I'll bring you to city hall and I'll give you up for adoption. I don't care what your mother says. You might not be mine, but you won't be coming home with us. I mean, and you know, kid, like it's not to say there's a lot of white douchebags too. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. oh, I mean, we live in entitled in, fucking millennial Californian pieces of shit who won't shut up. We we live in the land of secondary language douchebags. So you know, it's not just the African American, the Francophone community is fairly vocal during English movies, where we have cinemas with both movies in, in both languages. You know. If you don't understand the language you go see it in, go see it in the language you understand it in. Or just don't ask every three seconds what they're saying. Like, have subtitles. Go go with their subtitles or something. I don't know. Or you could just fuck off and die. Because, honestly, I'm getting tired of people. It's... Like, yeah, I, 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 I kind of yeah. see why the guy shot up the theater for Dark Knight. Oh, fuck. Wow. Okay. That like, went on a whole new level. <laughs> I'm like, joking. From my, from, from my point of view in the situation, it was like, I've seen this movie twice. I'm not someone who, like, this is my first time, I need to pay attention. You're ruining my experience. It's more like you're ruining my nerdy experience of going a third time literally just under a full seven days. And that's why I didn't complain. But the only thing that I kind of regret about the situation is after the usher came in and spoke to her, and, like, me and my girlfriend both turned around, my girlfriend actually said something. Like, like she just like, your kids are being too loud. And then she tried to turn around like, well, I'm talking here, whatever. But she ended up going to the manager to speak with her. Yeah. Since I seen the movie, I'm sort of regretting not falling behind her because it's one thing of, you know, you have a patron going in there saying, Hey, like trying to make up some sort of bullshit excuses. Probably I would have went in there and been like, this is uncalled for. And she tried to, well, all these other kids are talking. They people are just deflect people. Just, yeah. Wh- why but can't, was- you know, it just in life, when does it ever happen? And it just makes no sense. Like when does it ever happen when say, Hey, you know, keep it down. You know what? You're right. My bad. I'll keep it down. How come people just can't fucking have any reason? When, when does that ever happen? Say, so, you know what? Yeah. You got a point here. Maybe I'll calm down. No, it's it's almost you, like you can't reason with dog shit. But people who are dog shit, just generally who are assholes, who have no logic, who are just you can't. Unfortunately, you can't deal with 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 crazy, and you can't reason with asshole. And it's yeah. just you have to either like you know, like Carp said, dark knight them, or like fucking just get them thrown out. Just nobody has fucking any respect for anybody else. It's it's such it's so disappointing in life. You yeah. can't just have reasonable conversations with people like. When I go to movies, I have my own little things that I start doing. Like, I'll do certain things on my phone, like, as you guys know. And almost every time I go to a movie, I, like, check in on Facebook and all that kind of stuff. And sometimes, at the very least, like, that's in the middle of previews. And I don't even like going that far. But as soon as I'm done with everything, I take my phone. I open – when I go to a Cinemark movie theater, they have a – their app. They have Cinemark mode where it automatically turns into, like, a movie theater mode. Oh, like an airplane mode. Kind of like that, but it's not necessarily airplane mode. You're – your location's still on. Technically, you can still get text and everything. But as long as you have it on, you get kind of rewards okay. for it. Thing. And on top of all that, now with my, my Apple Watch, what I do is it actually – I'm happy they added this feature too. It's a movie theater mode. It won't even – like the, the the face won't even turn on because like so obviously they have the technology in it to where if I move it to my face, it will brighten up to be like, okay, hey, you want to look at the time. Right. But if I have it in that mode – it's like, nope, like you're watching a movie, you're just moving until you turn it off, like this isn't coming back on. So I have like those kind of things where I'm trying to like be polite to people. I try not to look at my phone. I think the only time I've even talked about this before is like maybe if I'm keeping up with some sports, 
sometimes I'll like pop, like kind of like peek at it a little bit, but I try to be as playful as I can and respectful to everybody else. And I think other than that, like I've mentioned before, like me and my girlfriend, sometimes we do talk in the movie theater, but I, I always try to do it like we're whispering in each other's ear. So yeah. the sound doesn't travel to the next people over. I Yeah, I'm usually cell phone off or on in, in, vibrate. Normally it's off unless it's like because uh, it's Cineplex here. We have like we can play do trivia and we get uh, points, but that's usually before previews or whatever and then you then they give you like three reminders to turn your phone off and don't be a Susie c kicker and all that shit uh and normally usually i'll say a quick comment sometimes if something big happens yeah and it'll be like a whisper like oh shit you know something like that but you know no talking during the movie no talking but the, the characters the story whatever it's just a faux pas you don't do it you have respect for people Carp, I'm pretty sure you follow the same kind of rules, right? Phones off or uh, f- phones on vibrate because you never know if you're going to get an emergency call or not. If it rings, then I know there's something important going on because you know if I'm leaving the house, I tell tell my folks I'm like, look, I'm going to a movie. They they don't disturb me. Yeah, and they people know. very rarely call nowadays um, anyway. Yeah. So if it's an emergency, usually yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and then like I'm in Heavy's case uh, when the Habs are in the playoffs, I'll, I'll have my phone set so that once the game is over. It'll vibrate, so I'll quickly like keep my phone down, pull it out of my pocket partially to check the score, but never to the point where anybody's actually going to see my phone. Whereas I believe the last movie me and you went to, to my right, some asshole had his Bluetooth headset on his fucking ear the entire time, and all I saw was a bright blue blinking light. Yeah. Every four seconds during the movie, I wanted to go behind and like shove his Bluetooth right down his fucking face because it was really pissing me off. You know, the lack of respect in humanity now is beyond believable. Like, I just I can't believe humanity's gone to shit this much. Well, it's uh, like we and say, it's not every, not just movies; it's everything. Right. So. No, that's true, and, and you know, we get in this rant like almost on a weekly basis about just how people are douchebags and stuff. So, yeah, at the end of the day, it's, the, it's I think the theater needs to step up, either policing with with ushers, or I think Heavy mentioned something interesting where you get points if you turn on the Cinemark mode, maybe. That could be an incentive for people to turn that mode on. If they can get credits for 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 concessions or for movies or something, that could be. Um, you get you get a discount on. Well, you get a promotional thing like it, it's changed uh, by the day and by the week. I've noticed it used to be like, oh, you get so much off your next purchase within the next like week. Okay. Like I was, yeah. it was a week, and they recently changed it to two weeks. And like now, it kind of changes. Like every so once in a while, it'll be maybe you get this much off popcorn, and then. The next time you do it, it's like, oh, this much off a large drink. Yeah. And they also have, because they have the Cinemark Rewards, which is, you have, there's all these ways of getting points, buying concession, using Cinemark mode, buying tickets and using the Cinemark's connection, all this other stuff. And they have their own rewards that you can unlock and pay for. Like, not like, oh, you get this many points, well, you automatically get this. You get to spend it as you want. And they do have the regular ones, like, oh, like, use... 50 points and get $2 off a large drink or something. If, if you want to go that route, you can, but they also do a thing. And I recently did this cause I've been kind of saving for something good is they have promotional gear for movies. So if any war comes out and I've been, I'd been like looking at it all week and the two big things that they had, I remember were both gone. One was like so many of the Funko pops of a affinity war. They wouldn't tell you exactly which ones, but they're like, oh, like, you know, you get them for this many points. That was gone. There's another big prize thing gone. The only two things that left were a, a hat, which I didn't. Oh, whoops. Sorry. 
Did you <laughs> hear that? Yeah. Yeah. Hey yo. Hey yo. But the only thing left was a a hat, which I didn't exactly want, but I kind of wanted at the same time. But the thing that I ended up getting because I couldn't actually get both, I didn't. I was literally thirty points from being able to get both, but I got a Avengers travel mug. Okay. See, but that was a, and they said, that was they a nice little incentive. Me, they sent it to me free of charge. It wasn't like, okay, this many points plus shipping. Hang on. I was like, no, we'll send it to you. And I got it, I think, a day shy I ordered it. So maybe something like a little incentive like that might be able to convince these fucking morons to uh, turn their phones off. Who knows? All right. Let's uh, change the subjects quickly. We will talk about this very quickly because we're running a little long in the news segment. Zombie Line 2 with original cast may hit theaters in 2019. Now... I was a huge fan of the original. I mean, it's a classic Jesse Eisenberg type role. He is very narrow in what he can pull off. We've seen that in Batman versus Superman. You guys weren't huge fans of his Lex Luthor. He plays this kind of the quirky, awkward main guy, you know. Uh, but the dynamic of all these characters was great. Uh, Woody Harrelson as kind of like the badass guy. Him and Eisenberg had great on-screen chemistry. Um, the chick from that Bumblebee movie was good. Why am I not remembering her name? You're talking about Emma Stone or Abigail Breslin? Uh, so Abigail was in the Bumblebee movie and Emma Stone was kind of the love interest. Uh, this is when I found she was hot in Zombieland, not specifically in Spider-Man. I think she got too skinny. But I, I, I'm not going to skinny shame anybody. I'm just saying. Uh, personal opinion. Beauty is subjective. Anyways. Body dysmorphia. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, list, uh, you know, that my favorite being, is still ETA. What's that? I said my favorite is still EZA. Oh, okay. That being said, you know, I don't think it's been too long since the original. Uh, One of my favorite zombie movies, apart from Fido and uh, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, this was... And you're welcome for both of those. Yeah, no, and they were were both (laughs) great movies. Thank you, Carp. And this is probably the top one, uh, just because of uh, the the chemistry between Eisenberg and Harrelson. It was great. So I'm looking forward to it. Guys, what do you guys think about a uh, new zombie land movie coming in 2019? Are you hyped for it? And do you think it's been too long since the first? We'll start with Carp. I mean, look, we have sequels to movies that are 30 years old coming out. So it's 10 years. I'm hoping they give a kind of like a, a joke as, as joke, like a Star Wars scroll of what happened in the right, last 10 right. years. Because Abigail Breslin's going to be in her mid-20s now. Right. You know, she's not going to be the little girl she was anymore. Emma Stone kind of looks the same. Woody Harrelson and Jesse Eisenberg look the exact fucking same. So you got to give us something. Right. You got to explain why it's been 10 years. I didn't watch the TV show that was on Amazon for one season, so I don't know if that was a second set of people or based on them. I can't remember. I, I think, you know, it's, if it's a fun zombie movie again, then yeah, I'm, I'm totally for it. To me, the storyline should be that they're trying to, you know, kind of like what they did in um, in Planet Terror, where they're trying to find like a forever home as a family. Right. And then we see their misadventures. Yeah, no, it could be interesting. Uh, Heavy, your thoughts? It's kind of like what Carver was saying about how long like we are between a lot of movie sequels obviously with you know super troopers recently and then the, what was the other big one that had like a huge gap between them blade runner. i mean yeah there's blade runner there's another one that's top oh oh something that we haven't talked about but it's another 30 year gap and it was just announced this past week we don't really have to get to a story about it the official announcement of bill and ted three oh get out of here yeah fuck yeah, it's official like, I think Why? it's like be like a 29 year gap. I don't know what, Why? 29 years from now from the 
two, but they're still develop. I don't know. It it, 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 it depends. It depends on how they execute it too. I don't want to be like it's it's automatically shit, right. but you have to be able to take those movies that were eight clearly eighties movies and in that time and have one of the major characters now deceased right. and try to to translate it to well, now. So um, I'm, I'm curious to see what they'll do. Deceased characters don't really matter anymore in the movie world if you watched uh, Rogue One. So just saying, they did bring a man entirely back to life for an entire movie. Yeah, and Fast and Furious as well. But yeah, it's um, okay. Let's talk about uh, Bill and Ted, I guess, a little bit. I think it's going to be Dumb and Dumber ish in the sense that it just it's just not not relevant and it was awkward. It was awkward seeing Jim Carrey replaying that role. It was terrible and. That's my fear is it's not going to translate well, especially with current like box office like moviegoers. You're going to get a bit of nostalgia play, but I think it's too little too late. All right, let's get into some feedback, uh, mostly double uh, A. But uh, for if you guys ever want to get in touch with the show, any movie reviews, questions, comments, blah, blah, blah. Hashtag yeah. OSATM on Twitter. Let's get into feedback. Okay. And hold on. And to double A, may Lucifer bless you, bro. <laughs> bless you. Bless you, Andy. Uh, without a doubt, Thor Ragnarok has been the funniest MCU movie. This is from double A. Note, I have not seen Black Avenger yet. Uh, that is possibly a bit racist. What do you guys think? And did they go overboard with the funny? Hashtag OSCTM and Thor Ragnarok. Heavy, your thoughts? No, I think it was it was perfect for what it was. But in between the year that it came out of also having Guardians of the Galaxy and how funny that was. So it was a it, it helped connect with that movie. Granted, it's just it's just how they're both they're both over a little bit over the top funny. But I also felt like it helped evolve Thor as a character. And let's also say that a lot of a lot of stuff they did in that movie is far better than the uh, the previous two thors combined it was funny there were a lot of good funny parts especially with hulk and thor my favorite one was when they're kind of just chatting when they're caged up when they're uh they, they were handcuffed or whatever that that was my favorite part of the movie and no i don't think it was over the top um uh, i like light mar marvel kind of stuff i prefer the darkier edgier stuff like deadpool but it's still funny like i i you have to bring the funny now in a Marvel movie uh, for it to. You can't be always serious and dark and shit like that. So you gotta you gotta mix it up. I liked it. I didn't think it was too much. Carp heavy. Pretty much said almost exactly what I was gonna say. So I don't feel like plagiarizing today. No problem. Uh, double A is Betty White dead yet? Hashtag OSATM. No. No. She's not dead yet. Um, hashtag OSATM. And then double A retweets. Which is the better movie? But I don't think he there was anything else. It was just which is the better movie? Um, I don't know. Maybe he's talking about Fifty Shades or Gone Girl, but we already answered that. At oldmovies.net, you said you were going to watch more Batman stuff. I just found this. Okay. It's got here. Batman Ninja 2018. Yo, I've heard amazing things about that anime. It's supposed to be like, imagine Batman was in feudal Japan instead of Gotham. Okay. So uh, put it, I'll add it to the list. Thank you very much. Hey. It'll probably be on Netflix in the next month or two. Uh, DC's go. usually pretty good releasing the uh, the DC cartoons. Yeah, exactly. Uh, before you check out uh, the, the the box office or upcoming movies this week, Heavy sent me a link for a trailer for Bohemian Rhapsody. I think, I think there's a rumor where his name's Darren. Is this um, be Sasha Baron Cohen? Oh, it's, Sasha, it's actually Sasha Baron Cohen. It yeah, was it's supposed to. Ah, oh, fuck. It's, okay. Uh, uh, Queen kicked him from the the project. Oh, it's because he was seen as too, like, he wasn't serious? 
It's um I don't know why they kicked him, but it's uh the guy who plays Mr. Robot. Yeah. Okay. Is uh Freddie Mercury. Yeah, I mean fucking but Baron Cohen, I think the one thing with him is he's very dedicated to his roles. You know, it's Borat, whatever, he wouldn't shave for a month, he wouldn't shower, that kind of stuff. Like, wouldn't you want a guy like that on there? So I'm not I'm not quite sure what happened, but uh, Mr. Robot obviously played it. So let's, we'll play the trailer and get our thoughts. So now what? Uh, this is when the operatic section comes in. Oh, the operatic section, yeah. Mamma mia, mamma mia. Mamma mia, let me go. Beelzebub has a devil put aside for me. For me, for me. It goes on forever, six bloody minutes. I pity your wife if you think six minutes is forever. That's EA for me. I love music bios. I, I I love the one on Ray Charles. I love the one on Biggie. I love like I just I'm a fan of music bios being uh you know an aspiring pianist, ha, huh. um, a karaoke singer. I, I love music and I love movies. So to me, it's I've always been a fan of of the two combined, especially when they're well done. This looks very interesting. He actually looks like like he pulls off the Freddie Mercury role pretty well. He looks pretty close to him, so I'm surprised because all I know is from him is from the the robot show. So um, wow, kind of surprised that Rami Malek can pull that off. It's a yay for me, heavy set. Yay for me. You a penis too, uh, Carp? Your thoughts? Good you, joke. Uh, keep playing that pianist. You're gonna die the same way that the real Freddie Mercury did. <laughs> oh. Oh. No, he died in 91. <laughs> um, I mean, I haven't seen the trailer, but I've heard good things. So I'm going to say maybe. Okay. So maybe for Carp, maybe a cheapy Tuesday for Carp. There you go. All right. Uh, let's get into the box office for this week. But break it down. Number one with a bajillion dollars and number two, everybody else. All right, weekend box office for May 11th to the 13th, 2018. Huge surprise here. Avengers Infinity War in its third week grossed $62 million domestic. That is a 50% drop, but it is still a total domestic gross of 540, sorry, five now 552 million. It is a foreign gross of a billion dollars for a total worldwide gross of 1.6 billion with a B dollars on a budget of not available. Okay, I'm guessing three three hundred million. What is Marvel Studios going to do after this bombshell 
of a dud. Like this is yeah. At this point, I think Disney Disney will have to go chapter eleven. I think at this point, there's no way that they can continue to have terrible results like this. It did so bad that's gonna have to be chapter twenty two. Two chapter. (laughs) Uh, Carp, can you maybe find out some info on budgets? Because uh, yeah, I see not available. I'm curious. Uh, estimated budget was between three hundred and fifty and four hundred. Yeah, million. Even, even mean one point. Yeah, it's billion. it's one of the most expensive movies of all time. I think most of that is uh, probably half of that's cast budget. But yeah, it's. I mean, when you're grossing that much money, like you don't even care. Oh, they actually just released the official budget of three hundred and sixteen million U.S. Well, yeah, that's. I mean, that's peanuts compared to the return. Like, forget it. <laughs> that's. And joke. imagine this: dude, how crazy it's going to do on the home market. Oh yeah, it's like I can't wait till I buy my copy. Well, that's it's true, and the home market, you know, for these special movies, the home market it does still resonate. I mean, it's not as it used to be, but there's still people who want those collector Blu-rays. I'll say I'll say this really quick: the thing that I enjoy now of buying physical media because a i've always been a physical media person and mainly because i was in the printing industry and i feel like physical media almost everything with physical media there has to there's some sort of printing element to it so it, it's helped and save jobs but other than that i like how we're now upping what you buy the value of it uh because forever it was like oh, okay buy a dvd buy a blu-ray whatever that's it the f- digital copy stuff which i don't know if you guys got into this at all before but the digital copy stuff is actually kind of cool because if you use the right apps like um the main app that they have let's see if i can pull it up it's movies everywhere movies anywhere i mean and a lot of the disney movies and they're i think they're trying to get everybody in on this where you go to that website and that's where you redeem your digital copy but you can connect it with a lot of different accounts and It'll be like, oh, so for example, let's say this week I'm planning on going on buying Black Panther. So I'll go to the website, I'll redeem the code, and I already have my Movies Anywhere account set up. And it's automatically set up through YouTube, Voodoo. I think there's also uh, one or two other ones that I can't think of what they are off the top of my head. But what they'll do is you'll get a digital copy there available too. Like for example, I can go to YouTube and anything that has gone through the, those accounts. Well, now I can now go onto YouTube and watch Black Panther after I buy it. It's really easy way to stream because, like now right. with have, with having a Roku, it's all these different options for streaming and whatever's convenient for you. No, and it's definitely a lot easier than trying to obtain an illegal copy, especially if you're buying your physical media. You get to get both, right? I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the cool thing that I like about Voodoo is some movies, and that's not every movie, but I'll go to the store. I use Walmart Pay which already has all my stuff saved and everything. And I always submit my receipts to get some, some money back type stuff. Well, my Walmart and Voodoo are connected and I'll go, oh, you purchased this movie. Your digital copy is already waiting for you. Just like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think they have to make it as seamless as possible, especially for guys like you who go down the legal route, who do it properly. They want to have access to their movie anywhere streaming physical copies you have to be able to do that because if you, the more hurdles you throw into the mix like we don't have that kind of stuff with voodoo and that we have a bit of cineplex stuff but a lot of the movies you can't even rent online you gotta buy them for 20 bucks and like uh, they're uh, just we're not there yet i think as as much as the states is but the more hurdles you introduce to somebody who legally wants access to their content when they're paying for it they'll just say fuck it and they'll steal it so it sounds like they're maybe coming around and they're starting to understand that people want 
their stuff from everywhere. So as long as they can make a way to make that accessible to also digitally protect the content, I think it's a it's a win win for for the customers and for the the movie studios who want to make a bit of ROI on their uh, their properties. Okay, number two, Life of the Party grossed nineteen million first. Yes, week. yeah, first week, Life of the Party, Mrs. McCarthy. No production budget info. And the uh, foreign gross won't be that great because... Uh, do you want my review on it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, speaking of Life of the Party, we have our movie review of the week. Here we go. You mean to tell me this is a movie podcast and neither of you went to go see a movie? Uh, Life of the Party, you're saying? <laughs> no. no. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm good. Well, here's, here's the thing with Life of Party. And my upfront rating, I think I have it as a three and a half. It was actually a lot funnier than I thought it was going to be. In between some of the, the cameos in the movie of people that you're not expecting to be in it. And actually, Melissa, Melissa McCarthy's character... Did, like I said, it just was just way funnier than I thought. A handful of SNL alumni appearing in the movie, which you can kind of expect. I'm trying to find a way to, to explain it too. It's is this a movie that I'm going to say run out to the movie theater right now and see? No, I, I don't even know if you should see it in the movie theater itself. But if you know it's on Netflix or something, it's worth a watch. If you want to go to Redbox and you know rent it really quick, it's it is what it is. The, the thing that I mean, I love comedy. But I think when it comes to comedies, you know, as a whole, majority of them you don't really need to see in the movie theater. You're just seeing in the movie theater to see it sooner. Like, you don't need to run out and see Super Troopers 2, which I don't think we ever talked about. But Did we? Didn't we? Can't remember. Not. Cannot recall. Yeah. Because it was right around the time of Infinity. I don't think we did because we were doing the Infinity War stuff. We were doing the... Yeah, you. yeah I, I definitely want to see that. That's on my fucking list. That but, done Deadpool this weekend. Sorry, go ahead. But most of those movies, you, I mean, Deadpool, I mean, yeah, it's going to be comedy, but there's, there's action stuff to it, so... There's a bit of a theatrical experience for it, but a lot of comedies, blockers too. You know, it's you don't need to run out and see it. But if you like comedies like I do, you're going to try to see them uh, soon. So I recommend this as a rental. That's why I put it at about three and a half. A lot funnier Melissa McCarthy than I thought it was going to be, and I was actually blown away by it. Wow! So it's not the typical Melissa McCarthy stupid fucking crappy humor. It, it was actually it brought it. It was good. You you enjoyed it. And this is the thing about Muslim Carthy that I was thinking of in the movie. And afterwards, I, I mentioned it to my girlfriend and she brought up a really good point. And, you know, I think she gets compared to Chris Farley a lot. Like, I'm right, a huge a chick. For Chris Farley. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm a huge Chris Farley fan and it's not really knocking her towards it. But as the Chris Farley fan that I am, I look back at his career and one of the things that I think really hurt him was the fact that he really didn't have any serious roles. And I think if he died after doing some serious roles, I think we would look at him a lot differently. And I look at her and I, I feel the same thing. Like, you need to do some serious roles. Like, Tori, I can look at you as a serious actress. And I'm trying to pull it up, but I'm, it's, I'm having trouble. I was, was supposed to do some sort of, like, actually serious movie. I thought it was this year, and I can't remember what it's called. I'm, I'm at our honor IMDb, and that's the most recent movie. So I think she uh, had, I think it's the one where she's like a writer or something. Yeah, um, it, like it's not showing up. But it's, it's can, can, can you ever forgive me? Can you ever forgive Okay, what do they have? Uh, October. Melissa McCarthy. Okay, Richard okay, Grant. Yeah. You're right, you're right. Actually, I'm. that is in 2018. For some reason, they have 2019 ahead of it, on because I'm looking on the app. But 
that is going to be like the first kind of serious role for you. Yeah, there's probably going to be some typical Melissa McCarthy moments, but I think this is going to be a, a, like a really time for her to shine. Like actually uh, on IMDb, they have it marked as biography, comedy, drama. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to see what she does there. Because like I said, if she's going to get always compared to Chris Farley, that's one thing that hurt him. He was supposed to do a movie on Fatty Arbuckle before he died. Yeah. Like literally like the movie that he was about to work on before he died. And he was supposed to be Shrek. And I think if he got to complete both of those projects, we would look at his career a lot differently. And he had a sh- much shorter career. Now it's like for Melissa McCarthy, it's time to, it's time to be serious. So yeah, well, let's see where that goes. Uh, breaking in, surprisingly, uh, grossing eighteen million dollars with a, a with a six million dollar budget. Has anybody seen the trailer for this? Yeah, we played it. <laughs> so did you see the part where Gabrielle Union? is like lit up and she's like you'll never see me coming and the lights go out and she disappears into the darkness because she's a black woman no no i I don't i saw that trailer before super troopers 2 and i laughed until super troopers 2 started (laughs) because of how rampantly racist that was it's like oh the black chip disappeared into the darkness here's the thing uh, box office wise, surprised did, did surprisingly well. I didn't think Gabrielle Union was a big draw. The the story seemed pretty mundane. Uh, wasn't too interesting for me. But apparently, uh, the audience disagrees. Pretty good debut for a six million dollar movie. Number four, Overboard. This was starring um, Anna Faris and Eva Longoria. This came in at it's got a t- total. I haven't even heard of this. It's got uh, $9 million in its second week, a total domestic at 29. Quiet Place, number five, 6.4 million. I Feel Pretty, number six, 3.8. Before we go go any farther, I want to mention, because I had seen Quiet Place, I don't think I got to talk about it. I'm not going to go to full review about it, but I do want to say that's one movie that if you can see in the movie theater, go see it. It's one of the very few movies that really captures the essence of being in a movie theater. And it's not the fact of, you know, big boom and all that kind of stuff, you know, all the, the sound system. It's the fact that you really have to be quiet in that movie because there's just so much where there's not a lot of sound. So every little movement you make in the movie theater, people hear. And on a side note, I made the mistake of sneaking in food to this movie. And it was, it was a gyros from Arby's. Okay. So that regular paper around it. So that was like tough. But I feel like if you could see it in the movie theater well worth it because like you watch it at home like yeah it's quiet like okay it's not going to bring you in like actually being in a movie theater where you everybody has to be quiet and you hear every little people rustling popcorn and everything like it's it adds to it like i said i would like quietly grab a piece of popcorn from my bag and let the popcorn melt in my mouth before i started chewing it because i didn't want to disturb the people around me for atmospheric effect obviously okay i feel pretty ranked in at number six Making two dollars. Okay. Uh. Yeah. Uh, I feel pretty. Uh, number six, three point eight million. Number seven, Rampage, three point four million. The Rock's one hundred twenty million dollar budget scored a total domestic gross of ninety eight million. Decent worldwide, though three hundred. So it's pretty much going to make its money back. Surprisingly, uh, Rock has a good worldwide draw, and supposedly a lot of SNES and NES and arcade fans, I guess, wanted to see a big budget smasher. Tully 2018, uh, 6.9 million. Black Panther got another 2 million for a total domestic of 696. And RGB 1 million, total domestic of 2 million. 
Um, yeah, so we played the Deadpool trailer a couple times. We're not going to play it again. But if you're watching or if you are listening to this on the 20th, it is out on uh, this weekend. So go check it out. Deadpool 2. Very much looking forward to go seeing it. I don't so. know if I got to mention this on the show or not. Because like, we have a lot of conversations off air between the past two episodes that we didn't really get to put on the episode. But I... I had mentioned that I was trying to stay away from trailers from this movie and I got up till I seen super troopers too. And there was a preview for it there. And I was like, well, you know, the streak ended. And then obviously before infinity war all three times, it was a different trailer. So I'm like, Oh, well at least I've seen both of them. So now I'm now that that's out of the way. I am. I am looking forward to Deadpool too. Yeah. I think everybody is going to be a yay for that. So that's a no brainer. Um, so we're going to, shift to because this it back to two week increments so check out deadpool if you're uh if you forgot it came out this weekend you're listening to it on the sunday so we're going to talk about upcoming movies for the 25th of may and uh the biggest one that's going to be released on that weekend besides the gospel according to andre is solo a star wars story You're after something. Is it revenge? Money? Or is it something else? You look good. A little rough around the edges, but good. Heard about a job. Big shot gangster putting together crew. I'm a driver, and I'm a flyer. I waited a long time for a shot like this. What do you think? Well, what do you know? You got a line on a ship? Yeah, I know a guy. He's the best smuggler around. I heard a story about you. I was wondering if it's true. Everything you've heard about me is true. <laughs> L3! Let's go with a mean man's face. Who are these guys? If you come with us, you're in this life for good. You might want to buckle up, baby. Here they come! Let me give you some advice. We assume everyone will betray you. And you will never be disappointed. I got a really good feeling about this. When do you know how to fly? 190 years old? You look great. Push it! Solo, this is going to be a yay for me. It's it's a tough spot for Alden Ironreich. Is it Ironreich? Ironreich? Let's say Ironreich. Alden, it's a tough spot for him because he's got some big shoes to fill. But I'm liking the way he's acting it in the trailer. I'm a huge fan of Donald Glover and especially Amelia Clark, who I think is the best smile in Hollywood. Even though I'm not a Game of Thrones fan, I am a huge Amelia Clark fan. Um, I, I, I loved her in Terminator, you know. A lot of people were a huge fan of hers. 
interpretation to Sarah Connor, but I liked it. This, it's almost like a fun Guardians of the Galaxy-ish version of Star Wars. Han Solo's character is more of uh, this kind of rebel. <laughs> so, so you're saying it's it's a Star Wars movie? Yeah. In a Star Wars movie? Exactly. I'm, I'm <laughs> looking forward to it. It's going to be yay for me. Happy set. Remember Star Wars? Oh, you stole the carp's I remember. Remember Han Solo? Remember Chewbacca? Uh, I mean, I'm going to go see it, so this has to be... Oh, I'm planning on to go see it, so that part of it's a yay for me, but I, for some reason, don't, don't think this is going to do as well. I'm going to I'm gonna pull an old school and say that I think this is going to be the first dud of this oh, part shit. of wow. the Star Wars uh, saga. Like, obviously, you have the original trilogy, you have the prequel trilogy... So now, I mean, granted, this is more than trilogies now, but with the trilogies and prequels that they're doing, this is going to be the first dud. Wow. Ballsy prediction. Carp, what do you think about that? <clears throat> You're 109 years old, Carp? Uh, yeah. Wow, you look good. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I'm probably going to go see this on IMAX. I can't see it flopping. I maybe see it just making money, but I don't think it's going to do what, like, Goat Rogue One and and force awakens did i mean that's kind of that's kind of what i mean like i feel like rogue one the force awakens last jedi have been in a ballpark together and i think this is going to underperform all three of those and because you do the whole chewbacca thing that kind of made me think of something we haven't really got to talk about but it's been really cool going back to the mcu for a sec really quick second is did you hear the bombshell that James Gunn dropped on Twitter, I think it was like last week, about the final I am Groot from Infinity War. No, I have not. Okay, because <laughs> as, as, as we all know, I am Groot means something every time he says it, whether how complex it is or not. Well, the last time we see Groot as he's disappearing, he says, I am Groot one more time. And there's no context of what he says, because normally there's there's some sort of context. Like, you know, the scenes with Thor or, you know, Rocket, where you, you you can guess what he says or a ballpark of what he says. There's no context clues for that one. So James Gunn, someone asked him on Twitter and he responded and he, you know, he put out spoiler alert and all this kind of stuff, put a bunch of periods in the tweet. So uh, it w- went far down like a whatever. The final I am Groot is translated as dad. What? He's, He's called Rocket at- Dad. He's looking at Rocket and he oh, say, oh, OK, dad. Yeah, because, uh. Let's make uh, Avengers Infinity War even more sad. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, that's, that's, I, <laughs> this is um, it, it's going a whole new level, man. You know, we know my thoughts on it, but yeah. it's, it's cool that you can dig deep and it, like you, you revisited it three times. I'm sure there's stuff you didn't pick up the first couple times. You're doing research on it. People are tweeting about it now. It's got all these different layers like an onion you're peeling off, which is kind of cool. Uh, especially and, for a big budget action movie, too. And it's a lot of people trying to figure out what's going to happen in, you know, Avengers 4. Like, I got a one of my best friends. We went to go see it the second time together. It was actually his second time, too. And ever since then, you know, we've been, like, talking about different theories. The only problem with him is every time he, he comes up with something, he's just like, oh, this is what's going to happen. And I'll be like, ah, I don't believe it. I'll poke holes in it. And he does whatever he can to like try to make it keep sticking. And I'm just like, dude, like I'm not like right now. I'm just not buying it. And obviously shit can change. Exactly. And I think one of, 
the one of the biggest things that I'll throw out there that he he keeps saying like, oh, like Adam Warlock's going to be in the next movie. And I'm like, no, he's not. He's not coming out to Guardians 3. Oh, no, no, no. I'm like, dude, he said, oh, James Gunn said he's not going to be in, he's not going to be in a movie until Guardians 3. He's like, well, the end credit scene is in the movie. And I'm like, dude, yes, it is. <laughs> You're just trying to make it stink. Yeah. And not to mention just my way of looking at it is the fact that you are not going to have 10 years of movie, like all this build up, and have a character that hadn't even officially debuted yet, all of a sudden come in and go, but I fixed it. Bye. I'm like, it's just anticlimactic. Exactly. So. All right. Uh, movie releases for June the 1st. This is a Johnny Knoxville production called... Oh, this looks so funny. Action. MTV's Jackass assembled a crew of daredevil... Nope, that's not it. Here we go. <laughs> okay, I gotta go. Thanks for taking care of her dad. She loves having you around. Get it at the bottom of the ball. Really hot. <laughs> Your mom ever tell you it's your old papa home on the greatest amusement parks of all time? Those days were different. There weren't so many rules. Your mom would come for the summer. Boogie! Hi! Oh, baby! Oh. Even back then, she was the voice of reason. You're the lifeguard. Shouldn't we be facing the water? Ah, let God sort them out. Ah. <laughs> What's our attendance today? Down about 45%. What? Suppose you probably heard you got some competition in town. They've got roller coasters and a chairlift that actually works. This is our home. We can't just let somebody take it. Damn it! Ow! Ugh. What this place needs is an excitement enema. We're gonna make this place fast and loose. Every ride, steady go. Every attraction, no rules, no speed limits. Just pure fun. That sounds kind of dangerous. Let's see what this baby can do. The new action point is now open. Free beer for everybody. We need something to do with these little bastards. Like the petting zoo. Hold my beer. So this is almost like a movie adaptation of Jackass. Because it looks like they're doing the real stunts. Definitely like big time physical comedy. So if you're, you're used to Jackass and you like the stupidity, that seems to be Knoxville's wheelhouse. Not a fan. I'm a nay. Carp, your thoughts? I'm a, oh, hell yeah. This looks so funny. Uh, it's nice to see these guys back together after some of the shit that some of them have gone through. I mean, they've only showed Pontius and Knoxville, so we'll see who else is in it. I'm assuming that's Devo, possibly Margera. You know, we'll see who's who's back to it. I like the concept. It's, I think it's going to be a dramedy with uh, live action stunts, which is cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, heavy set. Yeah, Renee. What is your prediction? Oh, like how much it's going to make? No, for my, well, what I'm going to say. 
Oh, uh, you're you're a yay. Do you have a guess, Carp? I think you're a yay. I'm a yay, but I think it's mostly because there's nothing else really coming out that weekend, and in the summer I like to go see a movie every weekend. There you go. So we were correct. Um, Adrift. Uh, Don't bother. No way, fuck that. All right, uh, close the show, Plux Final Thoughts. You should should play the trailer, even though it's already going to come out by the time this comes out, just because I'd never seen the trailer for it until this weekend. Uh, Book Club. Club? Uh, No, sorry. Uh, not happening. Um, synopsis of the movie. Yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, it's the female version of what was that bachelor party? It was like all the old dudes. Yeah, it's Morgan it's, Freeman, it's, uh, De Niro when they all went. It was like essentially the female version of that. Yeah, no, not this. Not a drift. No, dude, he was saying book club. Book club. Oh no, god no. Yeah, it's just fucking sixty-year-old women that fucking around. That's that's. It's sixty-year-old women who decide to form a book club. And the first book they read is Fifty Shades of Grey. And it's their their reaction to it. And then other shit seems to happen. Getting, yeah, getting yeah. stuck in yeah. weird situations. Yeah, no. Um, hell no. Sorry, not interested. Plugs Funnel Thoughts, have you said? Go ahead. I'm actually going to go see that movie. Oh, wow, it, okay. It looks, kind of, it looks funny. Not to mention Movie Pass, so fuck it. Though it comes out the yeah. same week as Deadpool, and Deadpool kind of outranks it. But uh, yeah, we have Wrestling Cheers, which depending on when this comes out... I know I just recently finished off part two of a special crossover episode with a podcast known as Kick Out It Two. And part one is on their feed. Part two is on the Wrestling Cheers and, of course, the Trading Topics Network feed. Okay. And also, I have. Is it more get- of a generalist? Like, or does it focus on AIW? No, because they're out of Tennessee. Okay. I mean, we, we might talk minor, some things AIW. But there's a lot of general discussion, food talk, highway talk. Uh, I'm going to check it out then tomorrow. Uh, I'm going to check it out. Yeah. Part two has uh, an Infinity War talk. I mean, granted, we did the bulk of it here, but, you know, it was just me getting to talk about it with someone else. And there's there's a bunch of other stuff with it, too. Awesome. Anyway, so there's that to look out for or check out and go download now. And also on top of all that is, again, depending on when this comes out, I'm having two episodes going to be released for Wrestling Cheers this week. They're both going to cover this Friday's event, Memorial Day weekend, Friday and Saturday, the JT Lightning Invitational Tournament, which is a two-day tournament. And then there's on also on Saturday is the Chandler Biggins Memorial Tag Team Tournament. And I'm the current plan right now is three guests between two episodes. Rather, let's say three, five guests between two episodes, and doing it diff- all these different ways. I'm ironing everything out as we actually during this recording. I was messaging a wrestler back and forth about being on it. Like, so I'm bringing actually wrestlers on it to talk about some stuff. So yeah, big things coming this week for Wrestling Cheers, and I know I got some interviews coming up as well. So be on the lookout. Awesome, Carp. What do you got going on? Albierinside.com, where you can listen to us being drunken jackasses. You can also listen to the upcoming episode that should be out by the time this is out, uh, where we scream in pain for meeting one of the hottest hot sauces we've ever had. And Old School asks, what is your flat eating technique? <laughs> I, I, need, I needed some... Uh... <laughs> I needed some advice, some guidelines. Yeah. So, uh, uh, so we got yeah. that coming out, possibly the YouTube video. And then uh, we have another episode in the bank, which I will start editing this weekend as it is a long weekend in Canada. Awesome stuff. This show, of course, contact information, oldschoolmovies.net. For uh, all kinds of archival episodes, we go in depth for the last five, six years on movies. We do not just the current stuff. We do retro reviews. 
um, throwbacks, year in reviews, specials on like the future of movies, all kinds of stuff in the archives. Hashtag OSATM on Twitter if you want to get in touch with the show. Or email us at oldschoolmovies2 at gmail.com. All right, so for Heavy Set, Carp, this is Old School saying thank you very much for listening. After 17 movies, the MCU finally went black. Putting out a black crude, black cast superhero movie that's one of the best ever released. Leaving its haters with only one option. Watching every other MCU movie ever made. Hmm. Black Panther. Just when you thought Chadwick Boseman had called dibs on every black icon, he's suiting up as Black Panther, a superhero with the high-tech suit of Iron Man, the all-natural steroids of Captain America, and the invisible jet of Wonder Woman. But one thing sets him apart from all the other MCU heroes. Not because he's black. Not because he's royalty. Nope, it's because this Marvel hero just won't quip. Hey, people are shooting at me. Wait. Let me put on my helmet. Enough. <laughs> you froze. Uh, we will not help you. Did he freeze? Like an antelope in headlights. <laughs> Are you finished? Well, his dad just died and he didn't even crack a joke. I thought you had to be a smartass to save the world. Dance off, bro! Journey to Wakanda, a combination of the Jetsons and a 1990s jet magazine. It's the source of all the world's vibranium, a material so powerful it tops Tony Stark's tech and Doctor Strange's magic as the BS that can do whatever the script needs it to do. There's vibranium on those trains? There's vibranium all around us. That's how I healed you. This secret kingdom has been hidden for centuries thanks to an ironclad policy of asking people not to say anything. You speak nothing of this day. Yes. But after sitting out the slave trade, brutal dictators, two world wars, multiple alien invasions, and a sentient AI using stolen vibranium to destroy the Earth, they're finally ready to get involved in Bay Area real estate. I bought this building. And that's a building. And that one over there. Kidding steps, you guys. After taking 18 movies to get six quality villains, cry as Marvel takes just three movies to cut it back to two, maybe one. But for one shining moment, we had Claw, Andy Serkis's joyous portrayal of a guy who doesn't have to wear a mocap suit. Oh, that was awesome! That was awesome! And Killmonger, Michael B. Jordan's Michael Jordan of Marvel villains. Hey, Auntie. He's the buffest dude to ever graduate from MIT, who's ribbed for your pleasure and who actually wins the moral argument and changes the hero's mind. Where was Wakanda? All of you are wrong! To turn your backs on the rest of the world! So wait, Killmonger was right? I am not used to this much nuance in my Marvel villains. Quick, make him choke an old lady so I know who to root for! <laughs> oh, there he is. <laughs> While the boys are at play, it's the women of Black Panther who do all the work. <laughs> like Okoye, literal snatcher of wigs. Shuri, expert in weaponized memes. What are those? Angela Bassett as herself. And Nakia, who after all the debate between T'Challa and Killmonger, was making the same case all along and never got the credit for it. Wakanda is strong enough to help others and protect ourselves at the same time. Also, she saved the royal family. Let's go! Also, she saved the future of the Black Panther. Wow, I am not used to this much agency in my Marvel love interest. Quick, have her get rescued so I know who the heroes are. So enjoy this movie with great acting. I must write these wrongs. A great story, 
great themes and great cultural significance that almost lets you forget the underdeveloped love stories. Would you kill me, my love? The terrible CGI. <laughs> or the big forgettable third act brouhaha. <laughs> In other words, it's a Marvel movie. Starring the superhero formerly known as Prince. Oh, there's Wallace. Lupita, you're so fine, you're so fine, you blow my mind. Lupita! Lupita! Fear the shaving head. Bilbo Watson. Token, token white guy's joke. The best Disney princess. War Dog, Way of the Samurai. Buster Bluth, Got Out. I bless the trains down in Africa. And the Arsenio Hall Show. <laughs> the Aristocat. You know, his heart's in the right place, but maybe don't let Everett Ross keep any guys with one arm in custody. Guy is over, too.